live. Uh, Travis is not going to be able to be with us today, so it's going to be just me. Uh, we're going to react to uh, the CPI number in real time, and then we're going to talk about autos, which include uh, one of our favorite shorts, a stock that's tripled since the, the COVID lows, and, and we think it's it's about time to uh, to get to enter on the short side, whether via puts or or shares. I'll, I'll discuss that with myself a, a little bit later here. So let me just share a screen with you. Oh boy. Okay, so we're we're receiving some pretty good selling uh, off that CPI number, which makes sense to us. I mean, you know, anybody who's been following us has seen that. Uh, you know, we're, we've been pretty bearish. Everything pretty much uh, except biotech. Um, since earlier this summer, again, we reiterate kind of October targets for lows in semiconductors and, and some of the FANG names. Um, but, you know, we, we are starting to look for, for green shoots in things like banks. We think this is the last month of puke. Uh, same thing with, with energy stocks. Um, I'm, I'm just watching, watching price here as, uh, as we, as we push lower in, in SPY. Um, but one thing we did want to talk about on a kind of a sector wide basis, just because some of these companies are, are so loved at this point and, and, you know, in some cases so hated. I mean, if you check t- uh, Tesla Q Twitter, Tesla, Tesla's certainly hated, but, um, we're going to do the auto industry. And I wish Travis was here to share his, his four, his four thoughts with you. I think they're very interesting. He kind of looks at it from more of, uh, of a MBA case study approach. So I'm, you know, I, I think we'll do some separate content where he just goes over his targets for Ford. But again, um, if you look at my targets over here across classic automakers, electric automakers and auto sales and services, not real great. Um, you know, Ford almost 40% of downside, which makes sense. We, we kind of blew a little bubble there. Uh, I believe it was late last year and it had a, a pretty significant run up, uh, run up. So, you know, it w- would make sense in the context of, of bearish until October that that would see some, some further downside. Wow. They're really, you know, working risk lower here. That's a 3750 in spy and we're way below support in QQQ. This will be an interesting day. Hopefully, uh, you know, you've, you've been tuning in and, and you've, uh, entered some of our trades for July and mid July because Wow, it looks like some of those names are going to be be taking quite a, a tattooing today. But anyhow, so let's let's go to these classic automakers here. So we have Ford, Ferrari, General Motors, Toyota, and Honda. And as you can see, not real great. Um, you know, we have if our our uh, Felico's favorite short is is Ford. You know, almost forty percent downside over the next three months. You know, pretty bad for Honda too, 31.6. Uh, General Motors, same thing. Um, it is interesting though to see the juxtaposition of our Ferrari forecast and some of the, the, uh, other automakers because, um, in a, in a recession or a depression kind of environment, I would expect, you know, Ferrari to perform, you know, pretty much in line, right? I mean, everyone who has that, uh, those, those, uh, that Ferrari Bitcoin money is, uh, probably getting repossessed in, in that situation. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting, but you know, that, that, that is something 
that's important to take away that, you know, pockets of strength are just important or relative strength, at least are just as important as pockets of weakness. So, you know, it's, it's almost just as instructive that we see Ferrari down less than some of the more traditional counterparts. Um, so that's actually, you know, will be one I throw on the watch list on the buy side for, you know, once, once this is all over, you know, we can use that relative strength in another way to see, you know, what works on the long side in addition to, you know, which one should I be adding on the short side. So now I'll move to everybody's favorite. Um, we, we love these auto, these electric automakers. We love to trade these electro, uh, electric automakers more importantly. I mean, you know, uh, Tesla is one of the greatest, you know, trading instruments this market's ever seen. Um, and what's interesting is given our out and out bearishness, we're not actually that bearish Tesla. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shorting this. I wouldn't be, you know, doing much with it really. I'd just be watching. But, um, you know, given some of these downside targets I have highlighted in red, um, you know, that's, that's actually pretty impressive uh, if I'm honest. So, you know, this is something I definitely keep a close eye on because um, when every, when entire sectors are in agreement um, it's just as important to see what are the few things in that sector that don't agree because that's just as, you know, like I was saying, that's just as good information. Um, so Tesla and Rivian would be the, the two ones to look at, look at on the long side. Um, we do have some kind of, uh, short-term squeeze strength for Nikola. That's not something I want to trade. I mean, I just think, you know, is, isn't that the, the automaker that, that rolled the car down the hill and now the, uh, the CEO is in a whole bunch of trouble? So that one's just a, a do not touch for me, even though, you know, there is a squeeze catalyst. There's so many other things that could go wrong there. Um, you know, especially given we think the high flyer Tesla's, you know, probably the one to be in. Um, so I'd, I'd rather just trade that one on the long side, even though we don't have a positive, uh, you know, forward forecast. I think the relative strength is, is at least interesting and, and, you know, notable. Um, also another one, Neo. I've seen a lot of people calling for, you know, this is the end of, of the sell-off in Chinese tech stocks. And, you know, that it would make a lot of sense intellectually. You know, we've, we've come quite far. Um, you know, there's some events in later in the fall that potentially could catalyze and move higher, but, you know, our data just don't see it yet. Um, you know, significant downside here, you know, 30% over, over uh, 12 weeks. But what I really wanted to get into was, you know, especially on inflation day, because used cars are, you know, an input. And um, you know, this is something that we've been thinking about as people, you know, kind of stop buying used or new cars, rather they, they had used, used cars, which needed servicing, um, you know, so AutoZone, O'Reilly, things like that. It all, it all kind of fits in. Um, so check these out. Pretty nasty performance for the, the auto services sector, let's say. And I really want to, I really want to hone in and talk about AutoZone. I'm going to share a different screen here. So this is like I talked about last week on Advi. This is another name that I've been patiently waiting, um, on the short side because you know, this thing is just a machine. So look at this weekly since. All right. So that's, that's a clean triple off the 2020 lows. Um, you know, there, there are some decent reasons for that. I would say, you know, it was a time of, you know, used car prices going up. You, you needed new parts for those things, all of that. 
So, you know, it did make sense. I would argue that a, you know, 300% performance, you know, uh, on an absolute basis over like two years, two and a half years is pretty ridiculous for, uh, for just an auto, you know, sales and services company. Um, so we're going to make the call here on the short side. Um, you know, I, I was looking at put spreads down to about 1800, something like, uh, you know, a September 2800, uh, bear put spread where you're long the 2000 strike and short the 1800 strike. Uh, which is right under our target, you know, potentially makes sense. The trick with AutoZone is because it's so expensive notionally, the options are also very expensive notionally. So for people with, you know, smaller accounts, for example, this is a tougher trade to do because you're you're putting out, you know, several thousand dollars a contract in, in some cases. So uh, a call, uh, rather, a put spread would be a way to to mitigate some costs here. And I, I really just like the location on this. I mean, you know, nobody tuned in for my technical analysis, but that's three lower highs in RSI, um, you know, a, against the double top. So this would, this is certainly, you know, on my list with AbV in terms of last leg of the sell-off, um, you know, leaders, um, things that, that haven't pushed lower yet. Um, that we kind of need to, to complete the cycle. That's why, you know, we're targeting UNH, um, on earnings tomorrow, um, both because we have a terrible earnings forecast for it. And, you know, we just don't like the sector. We just don't like, you know, we, we think we need to let the air out of some of these, these names and sectors who have been, you know, uh, a, a place to hide during, you know, the, the, the recent turbulence is, you know, especially because both stocks and bonds have gotten hit. Right. So it's more impressive that these names are holding up because, you know, Auto zones outperforming, you know, treasuries over a period, right? You know, would I expect that to, you know, persist? Absolutely not. But you know, uh, these dislocations can happen. Um, you know, where where different assets kind of perform weirdly, and you know, I'm sure this is a name that that people have been trying to short, you know, for quite some time. So anytime too many people start looking at a trade, it stops working. Um, you know, that's kind of one of my my core principles of trading is. You know, things move when you're not looking for them to. Once everyone starts staring at something, the move's over. Let's just take a look back to. Okay, so we're still we're still at like 37.50 in spy. So that you know, that's that's going to be an interesting day given, um, you know, recent pushes lower have failed. Um, so I don't know if, if, uh, we're waiting for this number to, to validate, you know, the ability to move, you know, finally move much lower, um, which it looks like as we just cracked it, uh, cracked 3750 here. But, um, you know, this, this is going to be an exciting day for us at least, you know, who, who are, you know, have been pretty bearish. Um, we're going to be very excited about banks this weekend or the end of this week into, uh, into next because I think that's going to be, you know, the, the next, um, the next clue in terms of, of our flipping to, you know, back to bullish. Um, we haven't been bullish in, in the, you know, the life of this show, you know, save a few sectors. Um, so, you know, I, I think that'll, that'll be exciting, but, uh, tune in tomorrow. Travis and I will be live and, uh, we're going to talk about stocks to watch for July.